the kids are coming out of their cages and they are not doing just fine, everybody. <laughs> oh, this song makes it perfect. I don't know how much of my uh, background music is going to pick up or if it's going to fuck it up, but I decided I didn't care. I would rather listen to fun music that gets me hyped and keeps me feeling like my anarchist self um, so that I can stay on fucking track while I'm here. As if that's going to help, but really. Okay, so today is my first time ever trying to record this with a video and the microphone at the same time, like a wizard. Um, I had a fun revelation earlier when I was looking at both my phone stand and my microphone stand like beside each other, and I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to be able to find a way. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm the donkey. The call's coming from inside the house, so I better uh, get my shit together. So today we're trying it, because that's what we're doing. Mercury's in Gemini. Let's fucking get it, you know? <sighs> All right. Welcome to the show, Minute In. Um, this is the Cosmic Queer Podcast. I am Kim, your host. I go by they, she, either or. I'm pretty neutral about it. Um, yeah, let's get it. Sometimes I have co-hosts. It's, it, it, it just depends. I don't really, I just go with the flow, you know? We're just here. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, how are we doing today? I wanted to apologize for my lack of consistency. We are getting there. I think I've said that since the beginning. We'll see when that comes to fruition, but we're getting there. Um, yeah, I realized that the reason I struggle so hard with consistency of like sitting and recording is because of the level of energy that needs to be put out for me. Um, and I usually burn myself out by the time I'm like scheduled to sit down and record something. So I realized that like, yeah, the reason I'm not very consistent is because I self-betray and self-sabotage. So I like overcommit to shit and then I am not able to take time to do the things I actually committed to and want to do. Yeah, just good times. Chiron and Virgo, folks. Um, yeah, so I was going to talk a little bit about burnout today. We shall see. That might just have been it right there. I know I referenced it later on because um, I have a solo garage sesh, sesh to share with you guys today. Um, for me, like, I struggle to, like, on the spot, and I put myself on the goddamn spot, but I struggle on the spot to, like, be as profound and, like, thoughtful as I know I can be and as I know, like, as the thoughts I had that made me want to do this, right? And sometimes I think I worry that I'm just falling short of that and the, the dream that I had with that. But um, I think that's what hangs me up from being so consistent. Because I'm like, no, if I was consistent, then what if I still fail and everyone hates me and whatever, right? And in thinking about how I... Fuck, did I just lose that goddamn train of thought? Hold on, we're going to get it back. Oh yeah, okay, so sometimes when I like actually try to record myself or like be thoughtful or whatever, it like escapes me as it as it does for anybody. Um, so I find what helps is like if I just start recording or like I voice record or I like video record myself, if I just like start having a really good thought and I'm just like feeling confident with it and then I just like put the phone down and leave it or like just like hold it there and keep talking and don't think about it. Um, but that usually only happens when I'm, like, by myself, like, sometimes with my partner. Um, yeah, so, like, I often find myself looking at videos of me in the garage or, like, listening to, like, shitty quality audio of me recording myself in a garage or whatever. Because, like, that'll be the time that everything just settles down and I get quiet, like, dark alone time. So it's, like, that's when things come in really clearly for me, which I love. Um, 
yeah so that's kind of what happened today is I like went to sit there to like ground myself and I found myself just like needing to talk about my mom's birth chart and like (laughs) my karmic ties to hers and like kind of the sinistry of our two charts and then like that just like turned into a rabbit hole for a half an hour of like that and then at one point we get to like we talk about racism like systemic racism one point I like get right into like the powers that are running the world the small group of beings or whatever the fuck like animal farm type shit from like my issue with authority from the birth chart so it's just like it's a wild ride I'm sure it's sort of applicable to this so I was like you know what I listened back to it and I was like I know I listened back to something because I was like okay I don't even Holly wasn't even in that conversation so no one could even tell me if I formulated a sentence properly because I just needed it out um so I'm sure it'll kind of construe that way even just in the way that I'm sure you'll hear it but um yeah wanted to let you know that's what's happening so that'll be a chunk of today's episode um okay what else is going on okay so it is 555 day um I did not know this ahead of time I only figured that out today with like the help of some TikTok folks um I always wonder about that but I looked into it and yeah so it's just a numerology day so because it's May 5th um and it's 2021 and when you put 2021 together it makes five um, and that's how like numerology of years works. So it is a five, five, five day, which is very like harmonious union, abundance, like creativity, self-expression, like flowing kind of day. So it's a really good day to journal about like what that kind of means for you, like to feel free and creative and flowing and like what gives you joy. It's a really good day to reflect on that and think about like how you can call more of that shit into your life, you know? Um, yeah, so I was super excited about that. Uh, okay, so also physical pain check-in. Um, so I wanted to let you guys know, like as I usually do, how I'm feeling. Um, and we'll see if it resonates for any of you guys, but I've been talking about it more and it sounds like people are having similar experiences. Um, so we kind of know like the blanket term of like an ascension to s- symptom. Um, and in this case, like in all the cases, I still see it that way. But I also see it in a more literal way as well of like healing generational trauma and what that means physically for your body, because you're like raising energy that was stuck there because trauma is stuck energy. That's all it is in the energy centers that it either attacked or that were impacted by the way that that trauma came about. And I think like when we come to a place, I think collectively we're all like going through that, but I think on an individual level, people and their generational trauma that they've been given, whatever hasn't been healed, um, is what they're lifting up right now and like going section by section to bring up. And then it's a really painful process, right? Like we've talked about how we all feel like bubble wrap and we're just like twisting and it feels like there's like an, an unending pain cycle happening again, right? But this is like coming up on the end of that pain cycle, which is super beautiful to me because we get to experience all of that pain and know what it was like to carry that undealt with for like 26 years, 28 years, 30 years, whatever, right? And then you're going through the the sheer pain of of re-experiencing some of that so you can release it as it comes to the surface to be addressed, right? 
and then you get to be there when it releases and like aren't you guys excited for that feeling like you can't if you can acknowledge everything i've said it makes sense and even if it's not that's really cool you don't have to but like if that makes sense logically to you then logically the next step isn't that it's going to get worse it's that it's going to go because what's it been doing the energy's been moving upward right because now it's up at like that like where if we had wings where that part of our back is and our chest because it's our heart right now in our throat and also subsequently our third eye because they kind of like all flow together and like there's more than just the fucking westernized version of like the stolen chakra system as well of course um, i'm just trying to speak to it in like general enough terms just to understand like where the trauma energy might be stored for people um, i'm not trying to uh, not acknowledge that that is like completely westernized colonized Indian culture to like speak about chakras um, so I, that's also sometimes why I just say energy centers because I just don't I haven't found a place to land yet that I like um, sorry as a digressive side note so if we've been releasing all that and it's coming up and now it's like in this part of our neck and our throat and we're being called to release it with expression right with creative expression with speaking singing screaming like whatever you need to do crying to release that and loving and like can you be anything but excited right like i know it's been a painful cycle and i know there's still pain i know there's still pain i'm right there with you guys and i think the cool thing is that despite there being pain i know it's getting better every day i know it gets lesser and lesser every single day because every day we get stronger, every day we get more aware, we release more. Because every time we let slip a little thing about our trauma, we, we disclose something to someone, right? We'll just get it off our chest or something comes up and we're like, hey, I just really need to say, talk about my mom's birth chart, <laughs> like whatever. And I'm not gonna like expose her. I'm just gonna talk about some general placements and like how I'm like, what? Um, but I think it's really important to, really just acknowledge how fucking strong we are. And even though it's painful right now and that pain might feel insurmountable to you or be perceived that way, know that even when it's felt the worst and the, the hardest to conquer, you've just been doing it anyway. Like you might've had all of these horrible days, you might've had these horrible years and you're here you exist right now. Like, look how fucking magic that is. Look at how, look at what's happening on a universal level on this planet right now. And you get to be here. And not only like, do you get to be here? You chose to be here. You chose to go through this shit because you knew it wouldn't stop you for long. You knew eventually your true self would come out and fuck shit up because it wasn't gonna, because you knew that the shit you signed up for isn't as bad as it felt when you experienced it as a soul when you were in that place and making those decisions these are all just karmic experiences you are just a beam of light this is just meant to like see how much you can dig yourself up from that from that like depth of pain and trauma so that you could fully feel everything because how much better does victory or success or love or happiness feel when you have been in the absolute pits of despair and never thought you would even be alive at this age? 
because I don't know about you guys, but there are not a, not a lot of people I grew up with who were like me, who under, there weren't a lot of people like me, but even that understood how fucked the world was at that time, who thought they were even going to make it to 18. That's the trauma that that the millennials have experienced, is such despair and hopelessness beaten into them at such a young age that they resign themselves to thinking that suicide or, sorry, trigger warning suicide, I'm not talking about it further than that, I should have, sorry, um, that they thought, though, that, like, that would be their only option because there was no hope for the world. And they felt that disempowered, that there was nothing they could do but die. And yet we're here. And not all of us are here, but the ones who left are still here helping. And they see it differently and they're not in pain now. But like, we're okay. We all thought we would be dead. We all thought the world would explode. I remember when they showed me like Fahrenheit 9-11 and like bowling for Columbine, basically all that shit. And like uh, the inconvenient truth. And I was like fucking eight or nine in gym class. Cause they were like, oh, it's economical and like ecological at the same time. And like, that was some sounds I made, sorry. <laughs> but like, they literally, they disenfranchised us from our energetic sovereignty as a collective group of people from fucking grade school, man. And that's the point of the educational system. And so that's why when people like identify too strongly with education, I back the fuck off because I'm like, there's a line. And if you don't have really good critical thinking and empowered thinking, you are susceptible to believing fucking anything. Even that there's no hope. Even that there's nothing you can do, that you're not special, that you don't matter, that you aren't so amazing and deserving of being here now. And no matter what you fucking have been through, you've pulled yourself out of every single bad day by your fingertips sometimes. And you're still fucking showing up every day and that's probably like the strongest thing I can think of and it's so beautiful and I just I love you guys so much for that and I love myself so much for that because no one has told you enough well done for dragging yourself out of the depths of despair that were programmed into your subconscious since you since they first had access to you since the world first had access to you. And I know I say a lot like, yeah, we planned this or we chose this. And I do not mean that like we deserve this, that we had this coming or like that kind of shit or that like, yeah, we earned it. I, I really truly believe like we made, I believe in like soul contracts. I believe that. So that's where my lens is coming from. I fully respect whatever you want to believe or your understanding of it. And I'm not trying to preach my belief system. I'm just trying to like speak from my point of view, I guess. Who would have thought on a podcast? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really just like, I view this all as such a roadmap and I'm like, okay, cool. So if I can understand my, the relationship between my mom and my chart 
and what that means for some of the trauma that I could have experienced and why. And like, that's what I'm going to get into a little bit later, which I'm super excited about. Um, but if I could understand that better at a younger age, it could have avoided things, but I wasn't meant to know that information yet. And now I'm meant to know, and I know enough to do something with that information because that might've been really overwhelming for me as a teenager, or I could have used that as a weapon to harm her. And I think a lot of people use astrology as a weapon because that's the base way that we are manipulated as people, right? Because like, we're not just figuring out astrology now. The people in power are the ones who've been using it to manipulate everything the whole time, even down to like how they set advertisements, right? So it's all about manipulating and creating illusions and like smoke and mirrors. And the less you contribute to that part of society or the part of society that like tries to program you, um, the clearer your head gets. And like, it's it becomes easier from that step back, that one step back, it's so much easier to discern what is real and what's not. And they're banking on people having cloudy perception because you guys are all brilliant, so smart and so amazing. And they know that and they would rather harvest that energy from you and not pay you enough and take advantage of and exploit you as a human being, even just by putting you in a system that makes you think that you have to work to survive, that you have to contribute your labor to somebody dutifully, your time and your energy in order to fucking survive. And that is disgusting to me. And it always has been. And there have been times where I've been more susceptible to it than not, especially with the way I was raised. But like, we were also raised with boomers, right? So like all of their beliefs, they were like, well, yeah, and it worked for them. It fucking worked for them. So they were fine. They were like, yeah, why don't you just go get a job, go to college, just go get, go buy a house. And we're like, Brenda, like houses are not $30,000 anymore. They're like fucking half a mil to get a piece of trash, depending on where you, like, it's, if you can even get a loan, if you even have credit, if you can even get beyond paycheck to paycheck because of the way that their the inflation and the way that no one pays millennials what they're fucking worth. Like, none of us have fucking money. Are you kidding me? Like, as a collective, we don't have money. We don't have any power. We don't have anywhere near the amount of power that boomers had at the same age. And I was like fucking four years old or some shit or a few years old at my mom when my mom was 27. Like, or my brother was. And like, so they were already doing it. They already had their second house. And like, that's everyone's experience. Not everyone, sorry. I'm not saying, like, every boomer, not every, but like a lot of them that had privilege were like, yeah, on and through their houses. And they were like doing whatever, like jumping all over the place, like having kids moving whenever, jumping to jobs if they would like to, or staying at one place for 50 years, whatever they preferred, right? But, like, we didn't even get that choice. We've been in debt since we went to fucking school because school got hiked up to such a cost that, like, student loans for people and, like, <clears throat> the, the sheer cost of tuition is deplorable. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. When I was in, like, grade 10, I got um, offered information, like, in a presentation for, like, an art school in BC that like is like I think one of the more the bigger ones I can't remember the name right now but I was like hyped and I really wanted to go to art school and like I'm glad I didn't go to art school now because rejection is projection and I'm like I didn't need an art school to teach me how to do art but like I got told that fucking tuition for like the first and second year alone for a four-year art program uh or first 
one year of tuition for a four-year art program was $20,000 before dorms and stuff like that. And it was interprovincial for me. So I was like, well, how the fuck am I going to do that? And I couldn't, and I didn't. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to, like, that's so competitive for scholarships. Like there was no, like, no. And I wouldn't have been able to afford to move to fucking BC and have that level of tuition on me, right? That was for fucking art school. Do you think that's on purpose? Yeah. Do you think they fucking make sure that like trades programs and like all of the funnels that they want people to go to are a lot more accessible financially and like a lot easier to fucking, oh, look, you can do this in eight weeks and you can have a career. But like, if you want to be an artist, you got to go for four years and they'll make fun of your art for four years, (laughs) break you. And then here you go. Like, here's a degree. You can't have a job ever. (laughs) And like, good, because we don't want a job. And like, I don't want a job. But like, at the same time, it's like, they know that money is energy. They abuse the fact that money is energy fully fucking blatantly, but they also abuse that with how they price things to feed you around and make the vote. So like, they're like, okay, well like more people are going to go do the trade school thing because it's way easier. And like more people might not have, or might need some upgrading or might not have finished high school, for example, or like whatever, but they'll be the same people who want to go do trades possibly. So we're going to market it that way or we're going to try to funnel them that way. And that's the thing. It's all about how can we funnel people into different directions that they still want. You're all still going to the fucking slaughterhouse. That's the thing. We're all still going to the fucking slaughterhouse. They're just like, do you want to pick which maze you walk through on your way to the slaughterhouse? See where if you get paycheck to paycheck, it's like the game of life. Like, do you want to struggle while you're on the board? Because either way, you're going to die. But like, while you're on the board, here, why don't you decide how you would like to struggle? Why don't you decide what kind of shitty cubicle job you want? Why don't you decide what shitty husband you want, what shitty kids you want, and go live paycheck to paycheck and struggle to get out of debt for your whole life. Have fun being stressed out forever. Like, none of that sounds fun to me. I don't think it does to anybody. But like at the same time, it's like, that's what they told us we needed to be doing our whole lives. So now it must feel very counterintuitive for any of you who are doing kind of what I'm doing right now and we're kind of just trusting it and being like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. I'm out as much as I can be out right now and I'm recoiling as much as I can as I go and bringing my energy back with me and I'm healing and fuck this thing. Like I'm not doing this anymore. I am no longer willing to give out my energy to these things. And like, it's terrifying guys. Like, are you, are y'all terrified if you've done this? If you're even just like thinking about this, it's scary. Cause it's like, that's a hundred percent salmon against the goddamn grain, like upstream two fucking phrases at once. And like, that's scary shit. It's scary to think about like, not doing or following in the footsteps of anybody before you or the ones who did do that before you were ridiculed or shamed or like no one talks to them or whatever and it's like oh I actually like don't fucking care anymore because nothing that anyone else says or does is actually going to make it worth it for me to be a part of capitalism in in as many ways as I can avoid especially in the way of like having a fucking nine-to-five and giving a fuck about credit anymore and any of that stuff like I'm just like no I'm fucking off to the woods bye like I don't need to talk to anybody about this I've made that decision I'm cool and it's kind of like why is capitalism still a thing 
And I know it's coming down right now. Like we're dealing with it right now, but it's that limbo period of like trusting and not being there yet and being in transition, which is where we kind of all are as a collective, as well as like individually for people who have been like making those changes as they've seen this come to life for them. And it doesn't matter when that's happened for you. Like either, either. even if like your experience or like your awareness came about more recently, that's totally valid because like look at how much intention and how many millions of years of programming and intentionally like blocking you has been put into place it's okay that you found out later it's okay that um that you're still finding out and that you don't know what you don't know yet and that's okay but the important part is that you always keep your eyes open you're always critically thinking about what's being presented to you because it's not always what it seems as we all know. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to intro my garage session now, and then I'm going to do the reading um, afterwards. And that way you guys can get a, uh, a reading at the end. And that way it can leave you with that lovely energy. That might be a better way to do it. So if we go to the next part here, we're going to be talking right away. Wow, words. Right away, I'm going to be saying like, hey, jumping in about boundaries and my mom's birth chart. So it's kind of just going to be an open fucking monologue as per usual um, about her placements and my placements and how they've mingled. And then uh, I get on 18 more soapboxes and we'll see how it goes uh yeah as always feedback is always welcome so feel free to keep me updated on what you think about this thanks so much guys and my midheaven and my saturn are in pisces so um my issues with authority and boundaries with authority is literally a karmic cycle because it's built in for her too because she has the same exact saturn placement as me and experiences her emotions from that same lens of Pisces, as well as it's her mortal wound, it's her Chiron. So like, I think I, I know it's more generations, but it makes me think that she was a big trauma carrier. And like, because of all of that trauma, being in that area of Pisces, she shut her emotions off to survive. And I think that's why her Neptune is in Scorpio. And I think that's why she had a kid with all this Scorpio energy and this Pisces in uh, the authority section to really challenge her and like give her shit her whole life. Like, I'm sorry. And like, help her find her emotions again. Because she was able to get by with just like keeping them off for most of her life. I think, I don't know when she turned them off. But like they've always, she's still been there feeling this whole entire time. She's just been isolated from other people and processing that with other people really deeply. Um, so she's been carrying it by herself. Like she's that like ten of swords energy where they're just like hit, man. But by herself, like playing it cool, you know. I just love that every placement she has that I'm like, oh wow, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's directly something I was built to piss her off about <laughs> like yeah it could literally be that <laughs> like she so she had a Taurus sun Leo moon 
fucking cancer rising kid. Like, have fun ignoring emotions with me. Like, and I'm going to be an asshole about it because I'm a Taurus son. But, like, I have that strict, like, huge depth of emotion as well. But I think with that built, because I have a Leo moon and, and like, Leo and moon challenges usually are around abandonment in that case, especially for Leos. So, like, my abandonment issues were pre-built into happening just with the dynamic that will occur with her Pisces moon that had to be turned off and my Leo moon cancer rising that, like, cried for attention and couldn't get it out of her because it was too painful for her to feel at the depth of emotion I was feeling she'd have to go right back to her capacity for depth as well and if she met me at that level she would have felt like she would drown that she would drown and like I can't blame her for for not killing herself I can't blame her for putting that oxygen mask on herself first because there was no way for her to meet me where she was at at that time. It was built in that she wouldn't be able to, so that I would experience these exact things, so that I would have to heal from them, so that I could in turn turn around and help her. And she deserves that feeling, and she deserves to not be, because like that's the capacity of fe feeling that she has. So like she might not show it or express it to people or like allow herself to go that deep all the time, but then she still feels things like that she will allow on a really intense level. So like depression, guilt, all of that kind of stuff. And so like her mom guilt, I think keeps her stuck because she's like, wow, like my kid's talking about trauma or like going through shit because of whatever. And it's like, maybe even I'm going through stuff that looks reminiscent to her, like that looks familiar. I don't know what might trigger her that I could do or say, right? So like maybe, like, maybe she thinks this is a doomed thing that's going to keep going or that I'm, like, fucked or who knows, right? Like, maybe they all think I'm fucked and that's okay because I know I'm not. <laughs> I know I'm doing amazing and I know that as soon as, like, as I go, I'm going to keep healing them in my way and, like, freeing them as well because that guilt doesn't belong there. We planned for it to, we planned for it. For all of this to happen for these dynamics we probably did it in partnership if we made these contracts right so it's like i can't be mad at this soul who was in the body that was my mom here this time she's did her she did her best she fucking did her best and like she had mortal wounds that she was just walking around with her whole life that she's still walking around with and she deserves to be free of those just like i do just like we all do and like, there's my TED talk on why I think we should all get our parents' birth times and charts as much as we can and try to piece together what the predisposition of generational trauma is so we know which ones are cycles, which ones are new karma maybe that people are bringing to the table, um, and which ones, like, because we have the capacity to heal all of them, but which ones are even within our grasp, right? Because like, that's a relief right off our shoulders. Like, I'm not some like, fundamentally shitty daughter because I challenged her so much. I was here to do that. That's my job. And I'm supposed to do that from a place of love, which is why I came with this cosmic makeup so that she wouldn't be so hurt. And like, she's still going to be hurt. She still got hurt. And I still was a Taurus about it a lot because I wasn't healed. I, I was actively being traumatized as well, right? So we were just doing our best. But that dynamic, when it's that raw and emotional, is friction but it could be a good thing 
And I think when you get stuck in one emotion, then you stay stuck. So how are you supposed to move forward and become who you are if you're too busy feeling guilty for something that happened when you were in your 20s parenting a kid and not doing it the way you would now? Like, that's okay. And I think, like, I really want to, like, let people off the hook. Let people's souls off the hook. Like, people have to have their own karma for any, like, additional carnage they brought. But if there are things that are, like, built into the dynamic they were meant to have, and this does not mean I condone abuse or, like, think that you should forgive somebody if you're not ready to do that or um, forgive someone to begin with or acknowledge that person or whatever. Like, that's not what this is about. But I just want to, like, let as many people off the hook who can be so that their soul can rest because they must be tired like look at how you guys feel when like if your mental health is shitty or like if i have a migraine or i'm stressed or i get my burnout cycle or whatever going on and like that's been their whole lives and we're figuring out we have a way out but like they haven't seen it that way ever i think they've always just like been like this is my life now and like i deserve to feel this way for the rest of my life because i ruined my kid Oh, look at how much of a failure they are now or whatever is happening and they might not see them that way but like they might take that parental guilt for everything that they've done and how they've contributed to that dynamic whether they recognize that it was a dynamic or not but i think recognizing it and saying like here are all of the fucking predisposed predisposed patterns that could have happened for us or can happen for us in our relationships dynamic <laughs> do any of these sound familiar cool, so we can like make peace with these at a fucking table and be like, okay, cool, so this would mean this and this. Here are some examples of when I think that happened for me. What about you? Blah, blah, blah. Cool. So can we agree that that's just something that was kind of built into for us to be challenged by to grow? And can we just forgive each other and move on? Or is that something we can clear? And just like go through a fucking list almost, like Virgo it for them. And I just want to be like, okay, cool. So no guilt about that and no guilt about this one. And just like go down everything on the list until they don't feel so crushed anymore because I don't want to watch this generation of parents die slowly of the illness that their guilt brought on and that their heaviness brought on and that this karma brought on for them. They deserve better than that. Even though they fucking succumbed to capitalism, that's the only way they could have survived. There was famine otherwise. And just because we don't like the system now and just because like it was rooted in hatred and all of this oppression, that doesn't mean that like our parents built it. <sighs> right? Like, it was already on the go long before them. And just because they're the last generation carrying that right now, because the rest are in seniors' homes, seniors' homes if they're not passed away, they're surely not part of as much as they used to be, right? And, like, our parents are just the last ones standing holding those values, but they were not the ones who pioneered it necessarily. Yes, some are more engaged in it than others, but, like, also one's beliefs doesn't mean that somebody deserves to suffer. And just like we don't deserve to suffer and really relive the experiences we've had as children or teenagers or young adults or adults or whatever, just because we don't deserve to suffer doesn't mean we get to decide who does. And just because we've been, we've suffered at the hands of those people who are currently suffering, it doesn't mean that they deserve to continue on like this because you know how it feels to barely be alive because of how you feel. No human deserves that. No soul deserves that. 
we are here to grow that is like stagnancy such deep stagnancy that it kills people and people don't deserve that nobody does and like always exceptions to the rules <laughs> like in general terms they don't they don't and like we deserve to share more of that compassion with our family we don't need to maintain a relationship like we had when we were 15 when we see them now because now it's different now it's different because you know and so we have that opportunity or responsibility depending if we have that opportunity then um, to share that information with the parents and the generation that is here right now and loosen those chains for everybody a little bit so we can have a bit more breathing room because I think if we stop the duality and the separation like I will forever call them boomers because like it's my favorite word for them but like we don't have to it's not an us and them thing this is a global community right and like we've all been taken advantage of we have all been taken advantage of that's the thing right there close my tummy and we need to liberate everyone we don't get to cherry pick we don't get to force people but everyone deserves that opportunity and in order to have opportunity in this case and in any when there's like consent involved consent needs to be informed so they need to know whether they're consenting to something or not right now and like we don't have to freak them out with all the like spiritual side of what this is like, but on a straight up level, we have all experienced deafening exploitation because we've all been living in this era together. And this has been a painfully collective, or what? Painful global era that has been going on for hundreds of millions of years. So we've always been exploited. It's just been different people doing the exploiting, different groups, if not people, but those, those different powers that have been at play. So like, if we're fundamentally exploited just because of who's maintaining control of the planet that we live on, then everyone deserves liberation from that. And like, that's why duality keeps that from happening. Because the only way that a very small population of beings can maintain control over, say, like, seven or eight billion people at once who have very powerful minds and bodies and souls and abilities is to get them to do the work for you by creating duality and merging into that. So any type of us versus them is working towards the exploitation's goals. <laughs> That's why, um, and it needs to happen in some, not like an us versus them, but it needs to be a them too. It needs to be no, no more black lives are going to be killed. No. As a fucking global community, no. You fuckers up there will not decide that one type of fucking life, one skin suit, is more valuable than another. 
because of your capital gain on that fucking vessel. That's how you're being farmed. That's how you're being exploited. There's the injustice. That's why I made a decision a long time ago now. It feels like I don't even remember when, if it was like over a year or two, um, to fully disengage from the bullshit of social media. Like I made a TikTok to do my own shit. And then I made another TikTok to do my own shit. Hi. But like, that's what I did. And I like fucking got rid of everyone. I was like, no. Here are all of the fucking fencing we're going to keep you in on fucking Facebook. Here's what, how we're going to keep tabs on you. Here's how we're going to make sure that we can systematically traumatize you with ads or videos that we're going to force to come up on your algorithm so that you have to experience something that sets you back or that could reinforce a negative view of the world so that you stay stuck there. There's one way. Another way is through general media and movies and stories that they tell you, right? And like the movies that they come up with, right? It's really easy when you look at like subscriptions now to see the pattern. If you look at like Netflix and you go to go to comedies or go to romantic, compare all of the covers. They're all the same story. There, I think, I think it, I have to figure out where that source is from, but I believe there's someone who said that the there are basically 12 plot lines that they fuck with in all of like the media that they make, like all like movies, TV shows, stuff like that. Um, that's all they use. 12 fundamental ones. And like, they, yeah, they don't even change the colors. Look at the colors of all of the uh, like movie cover shoots or whatever for like the, the thumbnails, yeah. And compare the colors. I know in comedy and like romantic comedies, you'll see a lot of red and white. And like, what are all of these stories telling us? What are they reinforcing? Duality between men and women. Duality between working class and upper class. Duality between um, family members, right? Like young and old, um, black and white, like between any races, they show it, but like it happens a lot with that. Um, And then of course they'll put their own layers of bias and opinion on it and what they want you to think about those particular populations. But also, It's like blissful ignorance, but it's blatantly disregarding when it talks about a lot of those things. It blatantly disregards that like we're all just puppets. Like it's like, oh, don't you Sims like when you can have a girlfriend and it's Ashton Kutcher and blah, 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 and you guys are running around. (laughs) Your girlfriend's Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) But like when you're like, oh, love, will he, won't he? Oh my goodness. Like, and making you focus on that when that's not even real love and not even recognizing that like that oh that's i love office romances like can we acknowledge the fact that you guys live at a fucking office basically that that you're always there that like it's all workplace because they're still romanticizing and glorifying workplaces that don't need to exist that are drab and gray and depressing as fuck and boring it sets the benchmark to zero It tells people, I can't wait till I can work in an office because then I can, like, meet a great guy and get married, which is fucking weird. You don't want to meet someone you work with. It's fucking weird. Don't do that. But second of all, like, yeah, it puts ideas in your head that when I work in an office, I'll have those experiences. When I get a cat, I'll have those experiences. When I, (laughs) not romantic, obviously, but like, oh, I'm going to get a cat when I grow up and blah, 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 blah. And, like, 
live in this shitty apartment or live here or live there or do whatever and like subtly the media and the way that they all show you it tries to like minimize the not minimize it kind of like corrals the way you're going to build your life as you learn more about and go through school and learn more about society and they are looking for you to pick your perceived choices with gratitude so that you don't even like you're classifying yourself you're siloing yourself they don't even have to do the work they just put up the fencing and then they told us to go and we went like little lab rats right and it's not our fault because it's been fucking programmed into our fucking dna and shit for how many years right but like So I guess like what I'm trying to say with that is I was trying to demonstrate an example of how we as humans perceptively uh, think we're choosing what's best for ourselves, but we're doing it from a lens of what they've told us our options are rather than thinking for ourselves what our options are and what we want those to look like for ourselves because we have a lot more freedom than they would like us to think we do. And that's kind of the point. And so, like, duality is a distraction. So I cut out all that shit. I cut out the news, for sure, years ago. Like, as soon as I was out of my parents' house and I didn't have to watch it, never again. I'll look up, like, relevant things if I need them. But, yeah, I don't need to know about it otherwise. Because it's promoting... It's sending shitty energy. Like, it's sending energy to make you scared. Like, it's fear-mongering. It's guilt-mongering. It's causing anxiety and all this shit and like i never feel good watching the news so i'm not gonna fucking do it i'm not gonna let them like actively traumatize me with like really sudden videos or like the type of footage that i've seen on the news before is horrendous right so like those are distractions those keep your vibrations really low they keep you really depressed and cynical i haven't met someone who watches the news who isn't cynical about the world And it's meant to make you think that so that you don't think you can change anything so that you don't actively try to participate in changing it because you've it's already convinced you that's such a passive way for them to control people right then and there and when you cut out their access like the whatever is at play when you cut out that thing's access to you as a human being as much as possible and step away from capitalism because that's kind of like the blanket term for what's happening to us right now but like on a huger level (laughs) if huger is a word (laughs) so like it kind of takes that it takes that out of the equation and allows you space to think for yourself and so if you're feeling overwhelmed by everything that's going on and you're struggling with that or you're even like questioning all of this and you're like i don't fucking know what i think about this i don't know if this is real whatever um See, evaluating your life where you can disengage from, like, any other force having access to your way of thinking. Like, having access to influencing you. Um, So, like, that means purging your social media. (laughs) That could even just mean, like, going through and being like, okay, well, like, who posts stuff that triggers me? Or who posts stuff that, like, makes me feel shitty in any way? Or, like, anxious or mad or, like, annoyed 
who posts like boring thing like anything what ads am i seeing? can i block some of these things what places can i just stop this app altogether can i like pare down where i have social media can i just back up my shit and close it down because do we need 2008 facebook to live on forever probably fucking not you guys probably fucking not like it's been glorified enough we already know facebook's fucked because we know the owners of facebook are fucked let's let it die Get your shit off there and go. You don't need it. Find other ways to stay connected to people. Share email. <laughs> At least then, it's still like fucking Google or whoever the fuck has your information, but it's not such a huge depth of personal information that they have access to. Like, why? And it's not because I'm like, D-Day. It's because I'm like, no. No system or group of people or website is that entitled to my information. Like, I don't even know that shit about myself. Like, no. <laughs> so think about how you can trim that kind of like fluff down the stuff that will energetically keep you clouded and will stop you from seeing things clearly and keep you very distracted like another good example would be like really mindless phone games that they tailor to boomers or people with like adhd neurodivergent people right shiny things bejeweled Candy Crush, shit like that, that gets you overstimulated or tries to stimulate part of that with that reward center. It's super superficial and like not satisfying. So you play it forever, hoping you'll get satisfaction from it, but you'll never get it again because it's just shiny colors and like brightly shaped sparkly things that don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. <laughs> and like how many hours do people dedicate to those types of things just because it's fun? And it's like literally rats with a reward center in their brain, right? Like that's what they're promoting. And that's what like, look at all of those things. Look at the media that you consume. Look at the games that you consume. Look at how you spend your time. Your time. Look at where you're spending your time. How the energy of where you go impacts you. And the people around you. And if they align with you or if they're negatively impacting you. Do you feel drained after seeing certain people? Do you feel like angry, mad, irritated, whatever? Just like ask yourself the same shit and trim it out trim it out and see what happens to you like see what happens to your life it will get you might get lonely for a while but good you don't need people in your life who are fucking dragging you down like that's not something you need and like it's okay to move forward from that even if you're scared even if you're scared and so breathe breathe and like look up your parents chart and if you if you can if you like know your parents if you know their fucking name i don't know um because like all of this yeah like yeah it's all built to create and build duality between us and then like give us all these intersections of judgment based on our individual lives that if we were to look through our own experiences strictly from the way that the school system taught us we would all be racist as fuck right? And like the kids who subscribed the most to the school system or who didn't challenge curriculum or whatever, or didn't like do the research themselves, they're the ones promoting bigotry, right? And like when you look at the colonization of the world, but like if we speak about like white people colonizing Canada, for example, and calling it Canada, um, the duality that they brought to the table when they showed up at this country and decided that no it's going to be us versus you and we're going to we're going to win because we're going to be brutal and 
they did that to people who offered them nothing but love and help and community. They took full advantage of that and that was deplorable. And then they gave themselves a holiday that we still get off every year and like Columbus Day, by the way, if you don't, <laughs> don't know. Um, it's fucking gross, like that name should be a swear word. And the fact, even Thanksgiving, right? Like look at that shit, like look at the way that it's that duality and that pain and that trauma that was blatantly caused in terms of massacring and, and a genocide of an entire population. And then they glorify it with a fucking name. And then they tell all the white people to celebrate it. And do everything they can to make sure you're not free thinking so that you just do. Because if enough people are doing it, you've got control. And then they're doing the fucking perpetrating of racism and bigotry for the tiny power in play because they've programmed enough white people well. And not just like white people, other people can be racist, but like, let's be real. And like, we don't talk enough about how white people need to be more accountable for their, their racism and their play and position in that. And so to me, when I'm like, I cut out everything, I did that as soon as I could because I saw what happened? I was listening in my social studies class when they told me some true shit about sort of what happened when they colonized and massacred an entire population of people. They didn't say it that way, obviously. Um, but like I, I cut out any type of like educational additional information like that. I was like, no, I will seek my own answers. I will find out from indigenous people. I will find out from researching what they have said and written and done about it and told us. And that's the first step you do. The first step you do is you don't decide you're a fucking expert on it. And I'm by no means saying that I am. I'm just trying to be like, hey, I'm a white person who uses a platform. So I want to make sure that I'm bringing this to the table because it needs to be spoken about and I want to like amplify any other voices that um, more so than my own that need to speak about this and that have been speaking about this and my portion of it is an acknowledgement of what is going on and what has happened and saying that like okay yeah so this is a huge generational trauma cycle that an entire like world's worth of indigenous people are experiencing and so if you were able to have empathy for me when you were listening to me talk about the trauma that I would carry from my mom's experiences and my own think about that on a entire race right now times a million because I know that my experience can draw empathy and that proves that that times a million with the indigenous community's experience, with the, any fucking non-white community's experience since white people, like, they get that same empathy. They deserve that as a fucking base level. Base level. They also deserve respect and your full fucking attention as a base level. And you better not try to, like, your role as a white person, if a indigenous or black or person of color is speaking about their experience, especially about racism, 
your only role is to shut the fuck up and listen actively and take notes on what you can do about that as a person, how you can apply that to your life to make sure that you're not promoting any of or perpetuating any of that same stuff they just shared and then doing that. That's your role. And then thanking them and like giving them a bottle of wine or like some food or something or a tip because like that's free education that they are not obligated to give to you as people of color. (laughs) Anything else, anything that challenges their authority, their validity in speaking about that experience is perpetuating racism and is racist. Sorry, I don't make the rules. (laughs) That was a fun rabbit hole from discovering that my mom's moon is in Pisces. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't want to leave it like that. I just need to, like, recollect my thoughts. So I think I'm going to leave it at this for this section, and then I'm going to come back with a reading section so that I can uh, share that with you guys. All right, let's do a podcast reading. Let's get into it. So I'm going to do two today. One is going to be with my uh, Celtic deck, so the Wildwood Tarot, and then this one will be with my Starseed deck. Um, I think we're going to start with the Starseed deck, just because one already came out when I was, like, pre-shuffling to get it warmed up, um, which is the Star Family card. Let me show you in there. Um, so it says, you are part of a team of souls. Call in support, and for the love of God, please do. Um, you have an entire team. You have an entire family. You're allowed to access them and, like, ask for them. You can find them. They're going to come to you. So let's see what the collective audience that will be perceiving this at any point in time needs to hear today. All right. Okay, Starkeeper. So Cosmic Ancestors, seeding the light by staying grounded. Okay, y'all, go ground, for the love of God, again, please. If you don't know how, you can go stand on some grass and just connect and vibe with Mother Nature. You can envision little roots growing out from like, that start all the way up in your brain and come out your feet into the earth, right into the middle. yeah you can even like set intention with a light switch that you have in your house that like you use a lot and just be like every time i flip this light switch it's gonna fucking ground me and connect me and all that good stuff you can put like runes on that whatever make your life more magic that's what i'm hearing um okay so my beautiful courageous peonies you are coming out of the cave you're not doing that fine but we're getting there um multifaceted unique natures let yourselves be seen you beautiful beans, let yourselves be seen. The Starkeeper card for those watching at home. <laughs> you are not alone. You're not alone. Everything's okay. You have been feeling very isolated. You've been needing that physical connection, that community. All of that is on its way to you right now. I know you've been in this period of separation and loneliness. Um, and it has been very lonely for you. And that's valid. And that's okay. And it's coming out. It's coming out. You've never been alone, even though you felt so lonely. You've always had 
your team there and your guides there watching over you and feeling that every step of the way with you. Fall into my arms. <laughs> this is the surrender card, which is beautiful timing because we're waning right now down to that new moon on the 11th. Um, surrender, holding the opposites, extremes of life. And so where can you surrender more in your life? Where can you step outside of micromanaging the universe? Um, and where can you hold yourself more? What parts of yourself have you been keeping out in the cold? And how can you invite them back into your arms so you can love them and nurture them? You guys are lifting the veil. You're questioning everything. Anything unaligned must go. And it is. It's like a quick sale. Um, so keep looking, keep looking. What else is not feeling right for you and get it the fuck out of there. Like, how can you do that more in your life? And the messenger card. Okay, so my lovelies, y'all are like me. You are here to share messages. You are here to communicate your experiences. Serious energy, bringing harmony and balance. So that's why you're so needed here. That's why it's so necessary for you to be courageous right now, because you're a star keeper. You're this peony. You're this beautiful star stuff. You're absolutely amazing. And you're here to share that with everybody. So please come and share that. Like, oh, how stunning. What a lovely read for that. So excited. Okay. Now, I can't continue without acknowledging the spiciness of the Twin Flame Union, the reunion journey, you know, that they're all on. Um, it's definitely something happening right now because that collective energy has just been raising the vibration more and more and more. Um, that's what ushered that in. And it's part of how it got here. And the timing with the cosmos and where everything is like aligned, like all the planets and all that good stuff. Um, all divine timing, my friends. Um, so we have Mercury and Venus in Gemini this month. Mercury today, uh, Venus, I think, coming up in a week, a week or so. Um, so very exciting times for communication, um, like quick-witted intellect, all that cool stuff. So I'm super excited. It's a great way to like celebrate the rest of Taurus season. And like my, I'm loving this because I, my Mercury and Venus are both in Gemini. Um, Plus, I'm a Taurus, so I'm just, like, feeling my oats over here. But, so, this journey business. So, it's kind of, like, all of them, a lot of them have woken up. A lot of, like, the divine feminine, divine masculine have been waking up, um, poking their little heads out. Divine femmes have been awake for a while. Uh, for a lot of them, there are still more, haha. <laughs> there are still more that are to be woken up, of course. Um, and the Divine Mask have been getting it together. Like, they've been doing such a significant amount of work. Um, and their, their shit's playing out in the 3D world. Whereas for Divine Femme, a lot of it's been an internal, like, emotional battle. With our traumas and, like, our shadow work and all that good stuff. Um, but also recognize that, like, this union is coming. But it's coming internally first. Like, that sounded gross. But... <laughs> But, like, it's going to be that balance between your divine feminine and masculine energies because we all have both of those energies within us. So it's going to be about um, connecting that 
connecting those dots before like actual union with a partner, like with your counterpart will happen. Um, and it might be that it doesn't happen for a while because thanks for throwing, because divine timing could be years, right? You never know. It could be months. It could be days. Um, I heard a couple creators um, like on TikTok have been talking about how it could be for like this upcoming retrograde, this Mercury retrograde on May 29th. And, like that period of time where it is retrograde is where they're uh, thinking that there could be quite a bit of union coming. So I'm curious to see how that goes, what happens and comes of it. And also know that like everyone's journeys are completely different and individual. So even if there's like whisperings of things happening, it doesn't mean that um, your journey is less valid or that something is wrong <laughs> or like whatever. Like you're exactly where you need to be right now. Okay, I'll get the four cards in a second. <laughs> you're exactly where you need to be right now. You're doing a beautiful job. And I'm super proud of you. You've been doing such a beautiful job. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that's going to be enough. Do we have any more, fellas? Any more information we need to share that's not on the floor? Okay, more on the floor. <laughs> okay. Let me just pick this up one moment. Oh my goodness. There's like five million as I bump everything. Oh my goodness. Y'all. Are not gonna believe this shit. Okay, let's see. All right, let's see what we got going on here, folks. So you will likely not be surprised if you've paid attention or heard any of my readings before. This might sound familiar, but I'm just gonna get these cards settled down. So, wow, and I shuffled for five fucking years before I even started this. Okay. I think even like on camera, I was shuffling for a while because I was just going on about something. Okay. All right. Oh, this is beautiful. I'm so excited. Okay. <sighs> okay. So this is a message about union, internal and external. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of the theme that's been coming out with like all the readers that I trust that I use. Um, and have seen and I don't use readers, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, general theme, it's coming out. Like, look for these patterns yourselves too. Even if you're like scrolling TikTok readings or something, um, look for these patterns because like you might see some overlap. That's actually why I try to talk about what suits they are in traditional tarot so that like if you're seeing a lot of those, you can apply it. It's not just like the sticks one or whatever. Um, yeah, also, if you want to look at more of my readings or if you would like access to more of my readings, I have a bunch that I posted for free on TikTok. So um, I have a few like chunky ones too. Like I think one's 15 parts, 14 parts, who fucking knows, of sheer chaos, but it's there for you. Um, yeah, okay. So let's take a peek here at what's going on. So where would you like me to start, Spirit? Okay, challenge. So we have this two of pentacles, two of stones, um, rabbit challenge. And actually in this book, um, <laughs> I believe they refer to the queen of wands as one of these rabbits. <laughs> Cause I think I was looking at that like last week and I was like, no, it's not even her sign. And she's in there, here it is. Yep. okay, so usually, 
Sorry, here's some dead air while I fucking read a book on air. Fucking, maybe it was a different interpretation I was looking at for that. Okay, whatever. I can't find it right now. But it was real, whatever. Either way, it's two female rabbits who are fighting for territory is the point. Thank you for coming to that. Um, okay, so there's this challenge going on. There has been this ongoing frustration, this theme of frustration, because we've been in this ongoing pain cycle, right? And I think that's kind of like what I recently figured out, at least in my own self, and was able to validate that that was real because I was so invalidating towards myself for why I felt so much challenge, why I felt so frustrated, um, what was happening for me like emotionally in the last few months because it was so tumultuous, right? And I was just struggling with blaming myself. Um, and so I, if that's something that's been going on for you because you've just been like experiencing this push and pull, the pain is getting to you of all of this like change and this release, um, know that you're not alone at all. You're really not. Um, and the reason, the whole reason I do any of this is because I've experienced a lot of what I've talked about. And I was like, well, if I fucking experience it, so have other people. And so at least I can like begin to start to bring a voice to that. And it's not because I'm the first one speaking on any of this by any means, um, but it's more like, okay, well, I'll speak for my specific experience. And then let's see if other people want to speak up about it too. Let's see if anyone else feels this way because like no one validated me. So if someone has the same trauma as me, then no one validated them either. And that's why I'm here to do it. I'm just going to get on whatever platform I can find and scream from the rooftops that whatever you've been through is real and it's okay however you feel about it. And I love you anyway. And you're entitled to everything you feel. Everything. Frustration. Feeling stuck. All of that. So these feelings, though, they're temporary. And though they are valid, they are temporary. So they won't get to break you. They might exhaust you. And they might bring up a lot of stuff that you were hoping to avoid. And they're just being asked to be acknowledged. Kind of like your emotions need to be acknowledged. The physical pain that you feel and the impact of what's happened to you needs to be acknowledged as well. And if you're able to do that yourself, kind of like as like an inner parent and you're just like com comforting yourself, um, you'll find the pain starts to subside a little bit more easily. And it just needs to be, just needs to be seen so that it can go. Um, so those are some of those like base feelings that we're coming in with to this reading. Now, hmm, okay, so we've been in this hermit energy. <laughs> I think there's been a bit of push and pull. There's been, I think these, this challenge and frustration energy has been impacting you and kind of maybe keeping you stuck in this hermit energy longer than you might have been prepared to be even if it's comfortable and you're like yeah i'm cool in my comfort zone like i don't want to do this right now that's cool um but i think that the reason that you're feeling kind of like i don't want to do this is because you're doubting yourself and you're insecure and you're fearful and so that's manifesting into frustration and challenge in your life <laughs> or that challenge and frustration in your life is causing you to feel reinforced in your fearfulness or your um, wanting to stay hidden. Um, you're safe here now to be yourself. You're safe now, okay? And 
If you don't feel safe, let me know. <laughs> let me know. Don't fucking call the police because they're useless. They'll probably shoot someone first and then figure it out. But if you don't feel safe, know that there are resources out there and there are people out there who are willing to help you. And know that you have a star family. You have a soul family. And that doesn't mean things are instant, but it means like calling those supports. Ask for those people to show up in your life. And ask the universe how it gets better every single day. Keep asking it and it'll keep showing you. And then you'll keep looking for it and you won't feel so stuck in those emotions anymore. Because it's okay. And maybe you've just put too much on your plate. Okay, okay, so this has been a period, in this hermit energy, it's been a period of developing skill. So this is the Eight of Pentacles, so this is a dude, like, sitting there honing his craft, and that's what you've been doing, you've been building, and you've probably been building very silently if you've been in that hermit energy, you're like, I'm not telling anyone what's kind of going on, I'm just working on me, I'm just doing my inner work and my development, and that's beautiful, and I love you for that. That's what's bringing all this dope energy in for you. So with that, we also have the Nine of Stones. So that is all about tradition and traditional, uh, like, spiritual practice. So it, gives, it he looks like a shaman, right? Like, he's sitting there, like, holding a snake and, like, can't remember what that instrument is in his hand. But um, he's holding, like, traditional practice tools, <laughs> not to call a snake a tool, Um but it's very much like you're getting that ancestral knowledge passed down to you. It is happening. Um, you might be feeling confused and like an imposter and all that crazy stuff going on. But like, know that you've been developing skill and you've just been new at it, right? Like you've been in this page energy and learning new things about yourself, about what you enjoy doing. You've been developing these new skills and being new at things. And that in and of itself is really scary for people. So like, I commend you right there just for trying something fucking new. It's fucking hard. And like that page energy is also uh, the page of cups. So it's a water energy. Um, I've had this card come up almost every reading this week. And I have found that I've also interpreted it in like a love capacity as a possible suitor, but I don't know if that's just bias. So just do with that what you will. Um, I'm choosing right now to see it as internal energy of like being new at shit. Like you're learning a lot of new shit. And through that, you are empowering yourself. So this card here, I actually learned more about uh, recently. So this is the five of bows. So ones. This is a like like a cave painting kind of concept here of like a giant holding a club and an arrow, okay? And what it doesn't tell you on this card until you like remember it from the book or read it in the book is that this grassy hill is actually the giant itself. And it's kind of like he's like learning about himself from what someone else experienced or told him of. And it's releasing yourself of projection and what other people are telling you you are so that you can recognize how big of a fucking deal you are and how divine and amazing you are because that's valuable right there, right? Like that is beautiful energy. You are empowering yourself by learning and healing. Now, the healing is not over, my friends. So... As we step into this full energy, this new journey, um, 
this not knowing. It's very much that page energy again, where it's like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm happy about it. I'm going somewhere. And <laughs> it's very much that with this fool card here. And she's been showing up quite a bit, right? Like that new beginning, new journeys coming up, coming up um, and balance is coming with that. So uh, this is the temperance, the balance, that like inner harmony that we've been waiting for, that we've been working towards is absolutely on its way to us and it's going to be here really soon i think sooner than we think um and it's as soon as we can really like embrace that inner the inner challenges we've experienced as well as how that translates to fully self-accepting fully self-accepting radical self-acceptance and self-love those are what's going to bring us forward really quick now okay so we have, for the first time in my life, not actually, um, one court card only outside of the page we've seen, which they could still be paired together with the Zom reading it because this guy stayed on the table and the page went blind. So we've got the King of Stones or Pentacles here, uh, who is a wolf. So very like strong masculine energy here. Um, not necessarily only masculine, but this could be that part of yourself that is like striving for building practicality and structure and security and safety for you that's kind of like that whole dynamic um and that's inner and outer in your world this could be a figure in your life as well as your own energy so with this person or energy there is healing <laughs> so this healing card is actually the seven of uh pentacles as well so we have like a shit ton of pentacles in this reading which yeah um and in this one the imagery depicts like the green woman healing like a hunting man um, or like a warrior of some kind. He's laying down and she's like on a rock with using her hands to give him energy. Um, so a lot of healing. You might specifically be a healer. If you've been getting that indication a lot, look into it, please. I know I need to look more into it. Um, but yeah, healing is coming with this, this balance, this connection, all of this good stuff. As well as abundance. Six of wands or bows. So like victory runs victory laps um things are coming into fruition for you super quick now and i'm super excited because it's like it's such a good like nothing's gonna get worse again it's not gonna be like it was before and this is kind of like my way of building that trust for myself almost because i've been seeing nothing but this consistent messaging for months right and like now it's documented i'm like no like i can't even be like oh well i'm just like bias pulling out all this shit no it comes out every time whether i like it or not and it yeets across the room so like really right um okay so the other reason i was like this might be a bit of a love reading is because on the floor was the two of cups which is the attraction card in my deck um and like two very beautiful like masculine feminine energies coming in like horse stag energy um very beautiful and they're like filling up their water cups together with their love it's lovely. I'm so excited that love is going to bring fulfillment and happiness and a change in the wheel. So we've got this 10 of cups energy. So emotional fulfillment of the yin yang, like you're doing great. Um, this three of wands fulfillment. So like recognizing that you're, this person has the balance symbol on their robes, right? So like recognizing that you're the balance and that you're the magician and you have the ability to fulfill yourself and bring in your own abundance and do all this shit yourself. Like that's the fulfillment is recognizing that it's you 
And finally, the wheel, the wheel of fucking fortune. It's in your favor now. It has been for a while. And if you've been feeling stuck, try to take stock in as many things you could be grateful for. How many things could have went worse, but they didn't? How many things stopped when they should, when they normally wouldn't have? When you've normally been like raked over the coals for it, right? Like how many ways have you felt protected today? And it's something that um, I've been trying to practice doing more so that I can really connect with myself on a better level and connect with my gratitude because I think that's part of like the balancing journey is like being, if you're gratitude center, <laughs> if that was an energy center, if it was damaged based on how people treated you or forced you to be grateful for abuse or trauma, we would never be able to be authentically grateful again. Right. And like, I think though people who have that part of them abused, it's really hard to come back from that. And to even see the good in things when people have like been like, yeah, well, I'm going to ruin it in your face just because I can. And absolutely. But I also think that makes gratitude taste even sweeter when you can give it to yourself and when you can decide to feel that for yourself and not because of any external forces. Um, I think it's a really empowering thing to do to be like, no, actually, I'm going to choose how I'm perceiving this situation. It's not a catastrophe. It's okay. I'm alive. I am breathing. I have a roof over my head. I have enough food in my fridge. I will be okay. Like, I will be okay. And you guys are so well guided and supported and loved that you will be okay as well. Like, you have, you have tangible people in your life and you also have a soul team and you also have guides and you have that support. And I just like, I just want to help you take the load off. And it's going to be all right. And I just love you. It's going to be all right. Yeah. That is today's reading. Um, and I think we're going to close the show from this reading. I think that's a good idea. Um, so thank you so much for coming. If you are someone who's only listening listening to the podcast or that's your history, um, I do have a TikTok where I'm going to be posting uh, this reading and then some little tidbits from the podcast here and there. I think I'm going to start doing um, and that is called Cosmic Queer Witchery. Um, yeah, witchery is W-I-T-C-H-E-R-Y. Um, and that's on TikTok. And same name for my Etsy shop if you want to go check out my Cancer Rising painting and print are now available on there. Um, yeah, also if you want to buy a personal reading and I will hook you up and send you the video, whatever you want. I hope you guys have a beautiful 555 day. I wish you all the best. And we will see you very soon when I do my next episode. Thank you so much. Creep it real, y'all.